listening to the OmniTalk Fast Five, brought to you in partnership with Microsoft, the A&M Consumer and Retail Group, Takeoff, Sezzle, and Silk. The OmniTalk Fast Five podcast is the podcast that we hope makes you feel a little smarter, but most importantly, a little happier each year and week, too. Uh, Today is December 22nd, 2022. I'm your host, Ann Mazinga. And I'm Chris Walton. It's our last show of the year. And you know what that means, Chris? I sure do. It means it's time to hand out some awards, Anne. Oh my god! And I can feel it in your voice already. Your excitement in that read was like the the highest it's ever been. This I think. is the only disappointment that I have about the intro here is that I feel like we need some Christmas trap music to be playing us in the intro. If you haven't already, do yourself a favor and Google, not Google, search holiday trap music. I don't, I don't on what is Spotify trap music. Trap music just. Just All right. put it in your right. search on Spotify okay. and thank me later because it is one of the best like collection of Christmas like or holiday music that you could ever find. But Chris, more importantly than the trap music, <laughs> right. joining us today as we do every year for I love the random stuff you always bring up at the beginning. Of I'm, I guarantee a good time. Okay, you need a little you need a little change during this this season to what you're listening to, and that is one of my like greatest finds. Right. Seasons. All right. Okay. But trap more music. importantly. Yes. For our annual award show, every year yes. we have our distinguished guests from the A&M Consumer and Retail Group. This year we are delighted to welcome Dave Ritter and David Brown to help us hand out some hardware. Um, Dave Ritter, for those who don't know you, I'm going to go to you first. Tell people a little bit about yourself and how many times you've been on this show, which is probably in the in the double digits by this point. I'm not quite in the double digits. I think this is time seven. Seven. Uh, seven or eight. But nice. uh, I've been on the show quite quite a bit. Um, Dave Ritter, a longtime consultant in the retail space. I focus at the intersection of kind of retail operations and technology, uh, and I'm a managing director at, at, uh, in this consumer retail group at Alvarez and Marcel. Well, thanks for having me. Excellent. Thanks for being with us, Dave, for your seventh time. Seventh time. Uh, David Brown, introduce yourself, if you would, sir. Uh, well, thank you, Ann. Uh, Dave Brown, also a managing director in, uh, in A&M's uh, Consumer and Retail Group, uh, focused much like Dave does on, on retail and CPG. I got a little bit of catching up to do. I think this is my fourth time, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it feels like um, it. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I feel like my episodes are higher rated than Dave. So. <laughs> We might have the data to that, support that. That claim. could be true. It's the Battle of the Daves. Remember the Battle of the Daves back in like the Olympics? Dave Johnson and who was the other Dave? Do you remember? Oh, I can't remember his name. No, remember the decathletes. This was like 1988. Yeah. Yeah, we've got that going on here, Ann. All right, well, let's get to it. We have a ton of great awards to hand out this year. Yes. And stick around till the end because that is when we're also going to pick, predict tomorrow's headlines today. Like how I did that? That was so cool. All right, Ann, take it away. All right, let's get right to it, you guys. Let's start with Retailer of the Year. David Ritter, why don't you start us out? Who Who's your pick for Retailer of the Year this year? Okay, I'm going Kroger this year. Ooh, yeah, two, that was close for me. Close, yeah. Three different kind of buckets of why, I think. The first is just their core performance. So, same store sales up 6%, private label up 10 uh, The second is just around innovation. So, they're proving with Akado that they can enter markets yep. where they don't have a physical mm-hmm. footprint, like uh, Northern Florida, and taking it to Publix and Publix's backyard, which I think is a pretty uh, bold, 
bold move. Yeah. Um, they're also, you know, Cobra Precision Marketing has been uh, kind of groundbreaking and now we're seeing everyone follow suit. And then the last thing is, I think from a strategic perspective, gutsy move going after Albertson's acquisition. We'll see yep. if it goes through, but yeah. I mean, when you take core performance and innovation and strategy all put together, I, I think it, they, there's a clear case for Kroger. I think that makes a yeah, lot of sense. Yeah, it's hard to argue that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was, uh, in fact, you might have just put me over the edge on mine actually I too i, I picked know. a different one but i think i'm kind of yeah it's it's but it's a good year there was a lot of good year a lot of good retailers yeah i totally agree david brown what about you what's your pick yeah i'm going a totally different direction i'm going with uh victoria's secret Whoa. Uh, hello that, uh, you know david. for a long time viewed as the the anchor of l brands and now gets oh. spun off completely changes their image you know embraces inclusivity and Body positivity, uh, you know, killed it at uh, the holidays. At the same time, you know, growing with the younger customer base with a, a dormy, mm-hmm. but yet maintaining a, a, a brand image change, uh, successful spinoff. You know, I think they crushed it this year. New chief customer officer. Yeah, wow. Yeah, we, wow. I know Chris Rupp is over I'm, there. I'm they trying. did. They did Fit Tech this year. Yeah. I mean, I, that's a. I think that's a compelling. You've got a compelling so argument David, for retailer of the year, David Brown. David Brown's. They're they're one to watch. Then probably going into twenty twenty three. I would say too, right, David? Yeah. Is that kind of what you're thinking they, here? Yeah, they could be in the headlines next year. All right. Okay, Chris. Mine is actually, yeah, this was fun. This was a fun year. Like like I said, there were a lot of good companies to pick from. I yeah. picked Tractor Supply. Mm, uh, the stock price is held held steady, which is more than you could say about most retailers, quite honestly. Uh, going into the pandemic, for example, their share price was seventy six dollars, and now it's over two hundred dollars per share. And, and that and that's been going on for like a while, right? Like this well, isn't not, just this year. Like they've had a pretty like they can their stocks held for a long time. When we talked to Colin Yankee, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've they've the last three years particularly yes. have been really good. Part, you know, c- kind of coinciding with the the takeover of Hal Lawton as the new CEO. And revenue is still up 10% this year, which is you know ahead of inflation too, which I think you have to take into account as well. But yeah, I think he's done a great job since taking coming over from Macy's, which I was a little skeptical of that hire yeah. initially, seeing what he'd done at Macy's. But then it makes me question if he was like, I got to get the heck out of Macy's to yeah. actually do something that I want to do. Um, but the best thing I can say too is like you said, Colin Yankee, when we talk to their execs, yep. they just get it from an omni-channel perspective and they understand where they want to focus and how they want to think about the problems at hand. And I think- that to me is why I singled them out. And where else can you buy brand new baby chicks, Chris? I have no idea, Anne. <laughs> Tractor Supply <laughs> might be one of the few places where you can walk in and get yourself some baby chicks. You can get a chick. Okay, um, cool. Okay, I'm going to close this out. My retailer of the year. This is interesting. <laughs> you said it, not me. Yeah. <laughs> baby chicks. Um, okay, my retailer of the year this year was Lululemon. That's a good pick. Um, I had to pick them. They nearly doubled their revenue, which seems yeah. crazy to me. They claim they're going to do it again by 2026. They launched new categories this year, shoes, footwear, put a ton of effort into that, and hiking, if the, if you're going to count hiking, but also expanded yep. their men's business by ne- nearly 30% just last quarter alone. They launched in-house resale and buyback program this year, which again, I think is super smart. They got into subscription services. And I think that they are doubling down on experience again. Like we went to the experience store in Lincoln Park um, in Chicago. Chicago. They've taken food prep in-house. Like they are going all over the place. They are just trying to capture as much of that brand love as they can and continue to give customers what they want and the customers are showing that they like it by spending and spending and spending on a product that is not discounted yeah. that is you know 
just continuing to and Dave that Dave correct me if I'm wrong that was your pick last year right like you predicted a good year for them last year if I remember correctly too I is did. that, is that right Yankee yeah is my uh, West Point classmate so oh shout out to him then yeah. huh? oh hey we got a Colin go. connection yeah <laughs> I feel like that needs and its own like fitness space Yes, yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Man, you are amped up today. I love it. All right. Yeah, but that was, kudos to you, man. Yeah, you called that going into the year, yep. and they crushed it. Yeah, yep. seemingly. All right. So next up, we have CEO of the year, which this is one of my favorite categories because it always feels like the Oscars to me, mm-hmm. Anne. Mm-hmm. Like, does the director win Best Picture, or do you go Argo and snub Ben Affleck? So I'm curious what everyone's going to do here. Okay. Uh, David Brown, let's start with you. For me, this was uh, was a pretty easy choice. Uh, Yvonne Chouinard at uh, Patagonia. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, interesting. Ah, like what you did just, there. You know, living the brand ethos of uh, authenticity, and you know, making the decision to uh, essentially give away your company to to fight climate change, which you've been uh, you know preaching and has been the brand identity for you know since the beginning. Like, I mean, no better move by a CEO this year than than that. Like, yeah, so it's hard to argue that choice. one, too. That's kind of a mic drop as well. Yeah, it definitely and is. I have to say, I mean, I, I completely forgot about that one, yeah, I'll admit. Right. And I shouldn't have. That, yeah, was, that was, a, was a great call up. Putting your, actually doing what you're yeah, talking right. about. Like, not just saying you're going to do it or greenwashing or all this other yeah, stuff. Yeah, so. right. Wow, that was a good one. Yeah, David R- Dave Ritter, what do you think? I'm going with Dave Kimball, Ulta. You know, uh, and I know he's a newer CEO, but taking mm-hmm. over from a legend is not easy to do, as mm-hmm. Disney has, has shown us all this year. The stock's up 10% year yeah. to date in a down market. You know, I think they continue to, to innovate in, in places that maybe aren't the most, uh, they're a little more edgy, like sexual wellness in, in places like that. And I think he's just done a really bang up job and taking over for a legend. Yeah. Yeah. Always hard. Yeah. Always hard to follow a legend. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, yeah. Generally oh, speaking, generally, generally speaking, <laughs> not that I, I would know. I see <laughs> and what about you? Um, I picked Todd R. Schnook, which wow, I love your, I love the Todd R. Schnook. Like yeah. I wish I could have an Ann E. Mazinga in my when people talked about yeah, me. Those initials all go together too, T R and S. Like they're all like right next to each other. Oh yeah, that's cool. Okay, well wow. I picked Todd R. Schnook of Schnook's Markets. For multiple reasons, they introduced shelf-scanning robots across the entire store um, ecosystem. They launched their own FlexForce employment option so that associates could choose which locations they wanted to work in shifts. And they he allowed them or he empowered the team uh, working under him to get allow those uh, those individuals to get paid after each shift. They're also testing new store formats, which this was a close runner up for me for. Um, the headline that people should be paying more attention mm. to this year because Schnooks is launching a lot of pilots with this Eat Well organic market side by side with a Schnooks Express. So I think that was a really bold move. Um, and the idea there that you like is that you can get your natural organic products and get the products that yeah, they make sell, you like, feel Heinz better but are healthy. And, yeah, they sell <laughs> right? Heinz ketchup and Coca-Cola in the yeah. Schnooks Express that's adjacent to this like full-on organic market Whole foods type yes, experience exactly yeah. but i think that that todd deserves credit because i think what we've seen especially from our very close conversations with our friends and leaders at shook's markets like dave stack i think he's empowering the teams to test and learn and to really be able to put into practice some of the r&d efforts that i think a lot of retailers will like pilot in one store and then either kill or you know not 
fully expand upon. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at a, look at grocery particularly, I think from an innovation perspective, that is the company I would single out and model from a retail tech innovation perspective. Yes. Not necessarily some of the other areas of innovation, but from a retail tech innovation. Not that I wouldn't, but I'm just saying like the focus for me would be they get retail tech innovation and Absolutely. how to focus on it and deploy it. All right, for me, you know, I almost I almost didn't snub Ben Affleck here, but so I, it was hard to argue against Hal Lawton based on what I said. But if I had to pick someone, honestly, I'd give it to Doug McMillan. Wow. Yeah, I mean, for all intents and purposes, Walmart's had a great year financially. Sure, it's been buoyed by the pandemic, but Walmart's a big ship to steer, mm-hmm. and he has taken everything Amazon has thrown at him over the last few years, ever since he got into position, and I think he's done pretty well. And this year has been a a good hallmark for him. Like they've also cut back on the PR. I know they had the drones thing, but generally speaking, I'm liking the news I'm hearing out of Walmart a lot more than I ever have in the past. With the exception of this last soundbite from CNBC, I hope the Squawk Box interview where he just said the same thing over and over and over again. Oh, which was soundbite. which was what? We work with local law enforcement to prevent. Oh, the theft, theft thing. Yeah, right. Well, hey, he's he's taking the smart playbook of good good boy, Dougie. Depressing the expectations on earnings, right? Um, yes. Okay, let's move on to the next uh, award, and that is for retail technology of the year, Chris. Let's have you start with this. You one. want me to start on I this do, one? I do. Yeah. All right. Uh, for me, it was easy. I think uh, computer vision. Again, uh, again, like I think I, I think it's going to keep winning it for me every year. But, you know, it's not just for I, but I say that because it's not just for just walk out. It's for the value yes. add that you're getting from all these implementations. And specifically, the headlines I would call attention to are Amazon's use of the technology to provide data to CBGs yep. and even Trigo's new easy stock program, which provides inventory visibility in read time, which goes back to the theft discussion we've had for the last few podcasts yep. of something that people need to solve. Yeah. So I think, you know, with all the heat we're seeing around theft and shrink in the marketplace right now, heading into 2023, I actually think that's one of the top tech trends that we're going to see is a lot of efforts being devoted towards this. I think computer vision is one of the big solves for that. And so I think it continues to rise to the top. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think computer vision obviously is going to, it's been at the top of the list last couple of years. It's going to continue to be. But I am going to go with my favorite technology of the year, which is FitTech. Really? Yes. Wow, okay. FitTech had a I'm huge surprised. year. When you look at FitMatch launching with Savage by Fenty and getting a huge amount of investment from Fabletics, which we are, I imagine we'll see them launch in the coming year. And even Macy's launched FitTech this year yeah. with FitMatch. I think it's definitely trendy. You also have Volumental launching FitTech at Fleet Feet for running shoes, also with Red Wing, and using the Fit technology to right. create that Lululemon running shoe. Yep. Finally, we have David Brown's Retailer of the Year, and right. that is Victoria's Secret launching their FitTech right. with Verifit. And I think with all the increasing costs that we're seeing from shipping, yeah. all the logistics that are involved, that retailers need to figure out a way to cut back on i think that this next year will bring even more advancement for fit tech but dave ritter i want to hear what yours is what what was your retail technology of the year mine is automated fulfillment slash micro fulfillment technology okay oh, wow. okay and the reason i say that is i think we I mentioned it briefly about kroger but we're starting to see kroger test Publix and, and heb's backyards which has been yeah. kind of un, 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 unencroachable for right. many many right. years so Walmart acquire Alert Innovation, which I think shows that they're mm-hmm. headed down this path. I don't think we've fully seen it. I think we're it was a big year, but it's the first big year of many. Um, but frankly, I think we're, we're we're on the path to profitable e-commerce grocery, which is uh, yeah. I, I, I don't think that's crazy talk, Dave. Yes. Crazy talk. 
Profitable <laughs> e-com grocery. Long theorized, never acquired. <laughs> uh, David Brown, what what's yours? Yeah, I, I hate to be boring, but uh, um, I'm going with Manhattan. Uh, as uh, yeah, everybody I know is going through a Manhattan warehouse implementation. It's mm. it's literally powering the back offices of of every retailer, every logistics network, and uh, you know, as omnichannel and buy online, pick up in store, and you know, and every other flavor of that becomes kind of more important. The ability to get goods in people's hands. And we saw it throughout the pandemic, like mm-hmm. how challenged the supply chain was. It's making the supply chains run easier and uh, and everybody's doing it. So I know it's about a bit of a boring infrastructure pick, but mm. no, that's huge. To me, but... it's, uh, it's critical to powering retail. Yeah. I mean, David, you you didn't just name a technology. You named a technology provider, Manhattan right. Warehouse Very Management know. Technology. Uh, sorry, no. Where, no, that's fine. I mean, hey, they're going to love it. And we're friends with Manhattan. We love those guys. So yeah. that's great to hear. Oh, man. Those are some good picks. Those are excellent. So picks. best, both you guys are on the warehouse management side of things, mm-hmm. right? That, that's kind of yeah. what you're thinking here. That's still going to be the key focus here going into 2023. Interesting. All right, now this is my. I think this is my favorite category. Yeah. Most overhyped technology of the year. And why don't this you go was, first? This, this time. one was easy. Was it the metaverse? Nice. Ugh, ugh. That's what I say about the metaverse. It yeah. was so just so much about it, and I still think. There's, you know, creating digital assets, digital twins of a store. Yes, like there's things on the operational side that you can be using VR for. And VR though, not sorry, the, not the metaverse. Not but VR, the metaverse. Which is important. Yeah. Again, what part of the right. problem? Right. This is one of the roots right. of the problem is right. that there's so many definitions. I think there are there are, there are worlds that make sense to create in order to optimize the efficiency of your store operations, but expecting consumers to shop in another world that you're somehow a part of or that you believe you as a brand have the authority to create is just so future state and i don't think it's worth the investment in energy time headlines all of the above for for people this year in the industry i 100 percent agree with you okay 100 like we're gonna have to this is going to get 100 percent. no i mean we are so far away from it impacting retail at scale i mean think about it computer computer vision is essentially been my retail technology for the past few years. It's just getting off the ground operationally, yeah. saying nothing of the consumer-facing side of its implementations too. But the adoption curve for VR glasses is nowhere near iPhone-esque at this point either. So I wouldn't be invested here you know, at all as a retailer beyond maybe like some smartly placed NFTs, some video sure. game sure. tie-ins sure. or something like that. But that's like minimal, minimal budget here. And like you said, that's like, what is, how is that metaverse? Like, no, it's not necessarily, it's component, but. Right, which is the last one I was going to make is like the kicker for me on why it's so overhyped is like even the meta people I talk to yes. don't understand what the hell it's all about. Like, they, and they're the most immersed in it. And so like, that's my thing is like go and study web 3.0 what it is in relation to the metaverse everyone out there listening if you haven't done that spend like 10 15 minutes googling the difference or 10 hours and you're gonna understand why this thing is so goddamn far away but anyway all right david what do you think yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with the theme i, I think it's too. nfts for sale right okay i, I actually uh you know like you know the you know other than like you know the board ape guys who have made uh you know a, a ton on, ton of money on this the idea of like either taking something and just you know selling a digital image of it uh either you know 
in VR or, you know, in any of the worlds or just to, you know, say you, you own the likeness. Yeah. Uh, I think is a little crazy. Don't get me wrong. I actually think web 3.0 blockchain technologies. Yes. Like have huge upside. You know, I think there's tremendous loyalty plays. There are authenticity plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, you know, social plays like something you know, like what some of the majestic guys are doing in Africa, you know, you know, trying to get to a, common currency and stuff like that yep. but um yeah taking an nft and trying to sell it i it just yeah. crazy talk right and web3 different than the metaverse too like that's an important totally. dis- dis- mm-hmm. distinction totally. here too. i mean the underlying technology behind it you know right. kind of the blockchain technology has a huge upside and, and huge future potential but people are you know just focused on the wrong thing yeah i couldn't i think Ann and i couldn't agree more yeah all right dave dave ritter what do you think I'm going to be boring and just echo Anne, the metaverse. Unanimous. <laughs> First time in yeah. the history of the show. First time we've ever had an award. No controversy. Unanimous. <laughs> I, the, the thing I'd point out is that I mean, Meta is spending billions of dollars on the metaverse. is literally just setting their shareholders' money on fire at this point. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's so far out before it returns on investment that it's just, I mean, it's crazy talk. Um, even companies like Nike that are doing some cool stuff, you know, getting LeBron James in their virtual in their virtual world. Uh, I think it's a, a waste of time and effort at this point. We're just not th- at a place where the consumer's there yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just think it's overhyped. Could not agree more. God. I love it. I'm just got- We're going to play this back in 10 years and be like, oh my God, we all got this wrong or something like that. I'm just imagining like <laughs> being inside of Horizon World and like Mark Zuckerberg just <laughs> holding a lighter underneath piles of cash, just like dropping digitally from the ground. But- you know, and it's not like we haven't worked in Meta, but like it just, yeah. I don't get it. I'm sorry. I have to be candid on that, you know, but all right, let's keep rolling. All right. Let's do the headline of the year. Dave Ritter, we're going back to you. Uh, what what was your pick? My pick is buy now, pay later during Black Friday. Oh, I think from whoa. Where, I mean, this the massive growth and the huge portion of the sales that were, could be attributed to buy now, pay later was just insane. Um, I think from one perspective, it's great innovation and it's amazing growth by those those companies that are that are doing the buy now pay later um, services. I think the second point is troubling that in an inflationary and recessionary environment, uh, we've got all these consumers needing buy now pay later. Yeah. In some ways, it kind of smells like the subprime uh, loans ahead of two thousand and eight. So I think it's both the headline of the year, but also a particularly troubling headline. The BNPL short. Wow. They're going to have the big, yeah. a new version of that movie. Wow. Dave, Dave always Gossam brings it on this one, on this, on this, in this category particularly. That's a good one. All right. David Brown, what's your pick for headline of the year? Yeah. You know, I might be a little repetitive here. I'm, uh, I'm doubling down on my CEO pick. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. As the Patagonia founder okay. gives away a company to fight climate change. Like yeah. I remember being exactly where I was when I read it that morning and yeah. like, and to me, that just stood out as, you know, like, as you said, Chris, it's a mic drop moment. So, yeah, yeah. for sure. That right. was a that was a shocker. Like, that was one of the things where you're like, well, I got to dig into and read this right away and figure out, like, what exactly is happening. And it was exactly as the headline said. It was really remarkable. Yeah. Potentially the most impactful headline for the world. For sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chris, what what one headline of the year for you? <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you didn't slag me off on this one, too, because, like, Since you know. Since you already I, said it. Yeah. Well, I week. said it last week. Yeah. But, you know, I. 
said every week well, you guys always everyone always gave me grief because i was like this is my retail headline of the year which i kept a list i only kept eight candidates in the running i that's won't i won't eight. list that's those like off. almost one a month in 52 Chris. weeks that's not that much eight headlines in the running come on give me some credit all right mine is 365 days like right another, right you know. oh yeah it's david, eight out of 365 thank don't you david yes it's a small fraction anyway uh. Mine is Walmart manning RF, mandating RFID. Yeah, that was in huge. home furnishings. I I loved it since the beginning, and I I said it last week too. But it's only RFID is only going to become more commonplace here because of all the issues with theft. Um, and the other thing I love about it too, which is why I single single singled out uh, Doug McMillan in the beginning. Walmart, if you look back, actually made that announcement in January of this year. How many other retailers have been have you read about manning RFID since? I can't think of one. I think it's I a big either. fat zero. Yeah. And so it shows me that Walmart's got its act together and is thinking about things in the right way, which I think is really important as you talk about how the industry is going to move towards something. Yeah. Big big ups for Walmart this week in the po- yeah. in the pod. Yeah, really, I'm surprised. Yeah. Not typical of you, well, but you know, I'm critical, but I'm fair. Okay. I try to be fair. Okay. Yeah, you know. Um, I had to go with the Al- mm. Albertsons Kroger merger. Mm. That was that for me was like what David Brown said, where yeah. you're like you remember where you mm. were when you saw that headline because it was so. <laughs> do you? you remember where you were? I do. I wow. mean, there's not a lot of places that I could have been, but I do. I, I was right moment. here at this table, and the text came through, and I was like, "Whoa, this is gonna be massive," especially with like Ahold like thrown in and around that for a little while. Yeah. Um, but I think that you talk about the power of this with merging retail media platforms, as yeah. Dave Ritter was talking about yeah. earlier. Um, I think shipping, all, all the things that Dave mentioned, really, like yeah. shipping from hub and spoke facilities going into territories without physical stores. Um, and I, I think that we're going to see further experimentation if this goes through um, in retail technology. You have Albertsons, who's a big player in that space, and Kroger. So I think they're really kind of, for me, the going to be the, the frontline like retail tech grocery uh, industry provider for um, the future of the grocery industry. So I, I thought that was a massive headline. That's a really good point, and I hadn't thought about that too in in the context of the Kroger conversation. Kroger is taking a tech platform play here mm-hmm. in in some of the things. I wonder if they're going to start to do that in other spaces too. Like you think about what they're doing with Everseen and yep. Checkout and all that kind of stuff too. Yep. And you know where do they take this? But that's that's a really great one. All right, this is another one of my favorite categories. Okay, headline that deserved more attention than it received. David Brown, why don't you start this one off? I'm going with uh, Circle K's cannabis deal. Oh, like, uh, in Florida? Nice. In Florida. But I mean, you think about like how that could, you know, as as uh, cannabis continues to get legalized state to state, you know, what, 6,000 plus stores that, uh, you know, could be outlets for, uh, you know, Green Thumbs products. That's, uh, that could be huge. I mean, that's a could be a complete game changer in the cannabis industry from, you know, small dispense one-off dispensaries to mass right. distribution like right. I, I think you know people kind of are sleeping at the wheel on this one a little man david brown's winning the show i know I he know. really is he's winning the show and he's pulling out all these like yeah you're, you did your homework did david homework. brown we appreciate it loving that all right dave ritter all right man that's this is gonna make me sound nerdy relative to, to his response uh <laughs> Walmart, Target, and Kohl's leapfrogging Amazon in Black Friday search, and I know that there's really? some. I know that there's some debate because Amazon's moving away from one Black Friday, yeah, yeah. but I think you have to take it through a consumer's lens. And that day, on that day, that consumer searched those other sites more than they searched Amazon, 
And I think that's, uh, I, I think it shows a small kink in the Amazon armor, but also it shows that some of Walmart and Target's investments digitally are starting to pay off and people yeah. are going there more frequently. Interesting. Okay. Well, I mean, especially the Kohl's inclusion, right? Like yeah. you're almost at Walmart and, and Target, but like it's unbelievable. You're not, you're not alone, David Brown. Right. That was that uh was... puzzling for a lot of us, I think. Um, yeah, that's where I wanted Earth to start tilting on its correct axis when I read that, you know? Like that was just like, whoa, what's out what's going on here? All right, Anne, what about you? Mine was the Zara flagship store yeah, opening in Madrid. I almost picked that one, too. I almost picked that one, too. I feel like not enough people are talking about that. No, yeah. and this was such yeah. a massive thing. Like, we didn't even have, like, U.S. retail covering this. It was, like, in a mm-hmm. Spanish newspaper mm-hmm. that was covering the opening of the store. But this, I think, is the best picture of what the future state of a store sh- can and should look like. Yep. Inclusion of RFID, scan and go rapid fulfillment, kiosks for returns, smart fitting rooms, like everything about that store is, I still think when we go and talk to people about it or we show the video from that that tour that we did, people are still surprised and don't know about it. And it's like- You gotta you gotta take a look at at what's going on in Madrid. Yeah, that was funny. That was my pick. I was talking to the, the two days before the show. I was like thinking like I I saw them how like I made my picks like a couple weeks ago and I went and changed them. That was my original pick. Okay. But then I thought of something else, and it goes back to what David Dave David Ritter said a couple minutes ago around Facebook. Mine is actually Instagram and Facebook getting out mm-hmm. of social commerce. Yeah. I mean, and have you looked at the shop tab in Instagram lately? No. Yeah. You, you, go check it out, listeners. Like it is awful now like they've totally destroyed it it's just algorithmic at this point like Mm -hmm. you just see a bunch of stuff just fed up in your feed and it's so sad yeah to see because facebook and instagram they could have owned this space and now they're pivoting their resources towards the metaverse like it doesn't make it makes no sense to me at all going back to what ritter said like yeah so i wonder from 10 years from now if we're gonna see i'm gonna go a little step further like i think we're gonna think of meta's managerial decisions right now and look about look on them like serious regret it's like kind of pissed the e-commerce opportunity down their leg and i don't know if they're ever going to get it back because when you talk to people there it's done they're just focusing on advertising now and it's yeah it's sad so you just wonder like man what does this mean i i think we need to coin that phrase of pissed the e-commerce opportunity <laughs> down their leg as one of the most disgusting uh <laughs> descriptives of what's going on within the retail industry. But how else Chris can you Walton, put it? I mean, December 22nd, 2022. You took something that was so cool and had so much potential, and now it's just to- gone. I agree. I agree. It's awful. Yes. But anyway, all right, take me off the ledge, Ann. Take right. me off the ledge. All right, take let's the go into the next one. So best new partnership of 2022. Chris, start and use a different way of describing things <laughs> next time, please. All right. Uh, mine, this was pretty easy for me. I picked Gap and Amazon. Okay. Yeah, I like that because I think it sets the stage for what is more to come. We talked about it on the show. I think more people need to look at this, especially in basic categories for yep. apparel. Like you just want to replenish your apparel. You want the confidence you're buying it from Gap, not some third-party rando. Yeah. And you want to go where the traffic is. It's just like Amazon's the virtual mall. Set up shop there. Just buy into the whole idea, get over it, and do it. That was my thing. They're certainly doing better than Peloton on Amazon. Yeah, so right. Let's... If you read the Wall Street Journal today. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, mine, Chris, was ah, an easy, yeah. clear was, winner, what is it? and that was Target and Starbucks partnering for curbside delivery. That is pretty cool, actually. Best yeah, thing that one. of cool. the year. Yeah. I love it so much. Everybody, all my friends, I told them about it. Yeah. Now everybody's using it. This is like driving me to Target more than I was already going to Target. It is so wonderful. 
I think that this also enables like this was close to actually this is close to taking headline of the year for me when this was announced oh, because one yeah. I didn't know that it was going to we were both a little skeptical of whether or not this yeah. is going to be something they could pull off but they just they were like Beyonce flawless on this and I yeah. although love it's still it. in pilot phase let's not get too crazy about it it's still in pilot phase they've rolled it out to 250 stores like, you know that's still a lot working of stores out the kinks. Yeah. and it's still working still really working well yeah right yeah right um the coffee's hot Chris that's the important part um okay coffee stays hot and the cool stays cool david brown what was your pick for best new partnership of 2022 yeah i'm going uh actually anti-partnerships on on this one i i think that the best new partnerships are the ones that kind of broke up and like for the, oh, the right reason right you know so whether it's adidas and you know Gap dropping the anti-Semitic space cadet or uh, <laughs> all of the company pulling out of Russia uh, because of the Ukraine war yeah. or like companies, you know, you know, dumping Twitter. Um, I think, you know, we're, we're actually seeing companies live up to some values. Yeah. Which uh, to me was, was great. You're, yeah. You're... If I had to actually pick a partnership. I love what Allbirds is doing with uh, all of their one-off designs. Okay. So, um, you know, big shout out to what they're doing. But I but I think the anti-partnership movement and uh, uh, was what struck me this year. This is brands Damn. have to love themselves before they can love another partner. Yeah. That's this well is said, yeah. This is that's like well oh, it's not me. That's like probably from Brene Brown or Brene something. Brown, like, that's exactly who I thought of. <laughs> somebody like came up with the same reference. Right gotta as you love did. yourself first. So I love David Brown. You're bringing it. Um, okay, Dave Ritter. What's your best partnership or anti-partnership since we're opening? First off, I bet he's not following the rules here. Like, <laughs> he's right? Dave, just, Dave Ritter's uh, trying to reclaim, so yes. reclaim his positioning oh, yeah. here. Come on. Uh, no, Lululemon and Trove. So I think retail oh. is here to stay. Uh, yeah. Kudos to Lulu for embracing it, the fact that it is here to stay. The thing that I find interesting about this partnership is that many of the, of the customers that are using this are not current customers. It's mm -hmm. a younger... Um, a, a younger customer that's that's trying Lulu or trying to get into Lulu that Love can't it. really afford it yet, but I think that's an entry point that could could end up paying uh, dividends in their full price stores in the future. 100%. I love that one. Yeah, you brought that up in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, and you always talk about how much just Lululemon stuff is available in the universe mm -hmm. for resale. And so if you, Lululemon can start capturing that, it's just got to be a massive opportunity. All right, so next one, best strategy move, Anne, from a struggling retailer. Who are you going to go with on that one? Okay, I picked Macy's and Toys R Us. I know we dogged on this all year. Yeah. We've been dogging on like Macy's hard. On this one. That we, I think we are, Chris, yeah. because I went into that store. It was well executed. Shelves were stocked. There was a great assortment, good brands. And I think that after, I mean, there's still some room for improvement. Sure, there's, you know, everybody on LinkedIn was like, there's no experience, blah, blah, mm. blah. But if you're going to Macy's and you want to get all your Christmas shopping done, now you could do it. That was like a one-stop shop. Yeah. I thought it was really well done. I think they could start to actually make that move even better. I still don't know that like the Toys R Us brand resonates or that that needs to be like in there. I think right. just having a good toy selection is is key to support. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Which you said multiple times. So yeah, that that's interesting. Yeah, I have a feeling I'm going to eat crow on that when we learn about how they did this holiday. But we'll see. All right, David Ritter. You know, I went with the same thing. You uh, did. I did. Uh, oh, you know, I, frankly, I what brought it to mind was target and fao Swartz's partnership and how how cool i thought that was and mm. like i think toys is just a critical kind of battleground category 
uh, where you know, if you're a struggling retailer like Macy's, you just you have to try to drive that traffic. And uh, I think it was done pretty well, uh, all told, in, in, the, in the stores that they did it. So I think that's probably the the, the best struggling retailer strategic move that, that I could call it this year. Wow, inter- this is going to get really interesting in a second. David Brown, what do you think? This was a tough one. Um, I yeah, I actually thought much more about like successful retailers and what they're doing. But uh, I think from a struggling one, the the one that I, I liked is um, Claire's moving outside of malls. Oh, uh, you know, okay. you know, kind of malls are, especially even the kind of malls they're in, like you know, mm-hmm. C B, you know, D malls, mm-hmm. uh, big enclosed boxes are you know. Are a dying breed, so yeah. Uh, I think this is their one shot to still be relevant and you know, and, and get outside of kind of the, the death trap of the big box and yeah, and still try to make it. And yeah. selling on Walmart, I mean, yes. they're selling on Walmart.com, like they're that that's... they're in a lot of Walmart yeah. stores, even mm-hmm. yeah, no, yep. for sure. Yeah. All right, mine was yes, man, this one really pains me. This category <laughs> actually hurts me in the heart because I think I'm gonna seriously be eating some crow, but. I went with Macy's, but I went with Macy's for a different angle. And okay. There was actually another angle, too, that we haven't talked about that I thought about, which was I actually like their marketplace move a lot, too. Okay. And I think I'm going to predict, too, that we're going to see a lot of good things coming out of that here at mm. the end of the holiday season. Mm. But mine is actually their recent announcement on MFCs, going back to Dave Ritter's point in the beginning about the technology. They said they're going to put, like, 30-plus MFCs in their store, which, you know, a part of me is, like, about time. Right. Like, you know, you guys probably could have been doing that two or three years ago, but- They've made that commitment. I think that's just smart. Hopefully, the MFCs are better organized than their sales floor. Right. Yeah. Hopefully. Right. But they. <laughs> or got... it's going to take a while to get those products to the customers. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. But they got the space for it. Right. right. At this point, and so like I don't know. It makes me wonder if Macy's is a sudden dark horse to watch here in 2023. Oh it could be the case. We'll oh find my out. Gosh. All right. I know. Can you believe it? I can't I, believe we're saying that. But I mean, but struggling retailer, like that's right. the first yeah. thing that comes to most <laughs> people's minds. You're so not I out think, of the struggle. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, finally, we are going to end it with tomorrow's headlines today, Chris. We're going to talk predictions. Uh, what headline do you most expect to see across the front pages sometime in 2023? Dave Ritter, kick us off. All right. Either Gravango or Trigo or both will launch a full-size just-walk-out grocery store in 2023. Wow. Oh, my God. Dave Ritter. Wow. You and I, I think that we 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 just are we have a connection. Like, do you want to know how many Dave things Dave Ritter and I have had the same? So that's yours too, huh? Yes, my was was the same same exact prediction. The only thing that I'm going to throw in there here's my kicker, Dave Ritter. I think that they could launch this full size grocery store before Amazon Fresh launches their zombie stores. Like they have 20 zombie stores like hanging out just. Fully ready to go, but door, still yeah, dark. Not opening them. Not open. They got all the signage up and everything. Parking, whatever. They're still shuttered. I think that Trigo, Gravango, whoever it is, is going to open one of these full size grocery stores before those things launch. Man, I don't have the exact count, but you guys did link up on a lot I here. Know. That's kind of nuts, man. I know. Wow. Great minds think alike. That's right. Brother from another mother. Up. Yeah. It's yeah. great. All right. David Brown, what'd you think? Well, actually, I hope both of their uh, predictions are right because it'll make mine right then too. Which is that you know the the death in, of brick and mortar was prematurely called. Mm. Uh, I actually think you're going to actually see kind of uh, more importance on on brick and mortar. I mean, you know, you know, ecom slowed for the first time last year, and 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 how many years? 
And, uh, you know, people are opening new stores, whether it's, you know, Ross doubling down on open stores or, you know, all the small brands, the Warby Parkers of the world, uh, you know, experiential in-store retail still matters. And I think uh, we're going to see even more of that next year. Yeah, right. For sure. All right. Mine was, and I think actually Dave's, when I listened back to the episode from last year, Dave yeah. kind of inspired me on this one, Dave oh. Ritter, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um Mine is that Instacart CEO gets fired oh. as the company scraps its plans to go public and instead is on the acquisition block hardcore by the summer of next year. That's oh. mine. Wow. This is probably not. What do you think? Da- what do you guys think? Dave, <laughs> yeah. Dave Brown, David Brown, you want to comment on that? Uh, I, you know, I think that's a real possibility. You know, they're going through layoffs right now and uh, um, yeah. It uh, it could be the next web van. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and any final parting words here? Thoughts? This was a great show. Tons it, of fun. It is. Um, no, I'm I'm excited to uh, to take some time off. Yeah, me too. Me it's too. been a year. We've had yeah. some worldwide adventures this year. We've been all around the all around the world, from Madrid to London to. Amsterdam. Munich to Amsterdam, Cologne, Cologne, <laughs> Utrecht, Utrecht. Yes, yes. yes we've um, been all around the world and Jersey. We've been to Jersey too. All right, that wraps us up. Happy birthday today to Hector Elizondo, Diane Sawyer, and the woman who reminds us that it should always be about that base, Megan Trainer. How much fun did you have writing that line? A, a lot. You a smiled lot. a lot yeah. at yourself. It's pretty much my favorite you part kind of, of every like... show because, like, I. <laughs> Kind of put my own zhuzh on it. But okay. and remember, if you can only read or listen to one retail blog in the business, make it OmniTalk. Our Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news. And our twice-weekly newsletter tells you the top five things you need to know each day and also features special content exclusive to us and just for you. And we try really hard to make it fit within the preview pane of your inbox. You can sign up today at www.omnitalk.blog. Thanks, as always, for listening in. Please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcast or on YouTube. Dave Ritter, if people want to get in touch with you or anyone else at the AM Consumer and Retail Group, what is the best way for them to do that? They have several different options. Uh, the first is our website. It's www.alvarezandmarsal-crg.com. Uh, we have Alvarez and Marsal Consumer and Retail Group on LinkedIn, or they can reach out to David Brown or myself directly on LinkedIn. Thank you, guys. On behalf of all of us at Talk Retail, it was a great show. Have a wonderful holiday, everyone. Happy New Year. See you in 2023. And as always, be careful out there. The Talk Fast Five is a Microsoft-sponsored podcast. Microsoft Cloud for Retail connects your customers, your people, and your data across the shopper journey, delivering personalized experience and operational excellence. And is also brought to you in association with the A&M Consumer and Retail Group. The A&M Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities toward their maximum potential. CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator-like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer products companies be on the right side of disruption. And Takeoff. Takeoff is transforming grocery by empowering grocers to thrive online. The key is micro-fulfillment, small robotic fulfillment centers that can be leveraged at a hyper-local scale. Takeoff also offers a robust software suite so grocers can seamlessly integrate the robotic solution into their existing businesses. To learn more, visit Takeoff.com. And Sezzle. Sezzle is an innovative buy now, pay later solution that allows shoppers to split purchases into four interest-free payments over six weeks. To learn more, visit Sezzle.com. And finally, Silk. The Silk Cloud DB virtualization platform is a virtualization layer between your workloads and the cloud. Helps you scale your cloud without scaling your costs. Visit silk.us to learn more.